You heard how they did it. Now hear how we do it. It's time to talk about Marvel and DC crossovers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The More You Nerd, your new favorite podcast. Not as good as our actual theme. My name is Drew. Joining me, as always, is my good buddy, Miles. How are you, man? I am pumped. I have so much fun when we do these little pitch episodes. Yeah, we were just talking before this that we could do an entire podcast about these pitches. We have such a good time with them. And I think we have some pretty good ideas personally, you know, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. I'm a little uh, I'm a little biased, but uh, I, we feel like we'd run out of of ideas like we'd run out of these things like not ideas, but we run out of ones to do too quickly. So I think we're going to probably keep this well, to like also, once or twice a year. Yeah, I, I like keep them as, as little like desserts. They're little they're little presents to ourselves. And I think it kind of keeps us excited not that this show does isn't exciting for us but it adds a little 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 pep in our step whenever we do something like this and it, it's perfectly thematic to do it for this month and you know i mean uh uh spoiler for the other show but i'm also excited that the temperature's starting to drop a little bit and the leaves are gonna be falling soon and getting into my favorite time of the year okay so miles did a halloween theme <laughs> crossover we can tell that right now no no, no i did not <laughs> I I the thought had occurred to me because Wildstorm put out comics. Uh they put out a Nightmare on Elm Street book and a Friday the 13th book and I thought about getting real wild and doing something like that because technically it was DC. <laughs> that gives I did me not an, get that wild. That gives me an idea to do to do something else. But we have put together after talking about Marvel versus DC, DC versus Marvel uh, for the last few weeks and knowing that I am not going to be here next week. Uh, so it's a shorter month. We just decided let's make our own. Let's make our own Marvel DC crossover comics, something that we know is probably never going to happen again. These comics that that happened back in the 90s, probably never ever going to happen uh so unless disney buys dc from wb (laughs) yeah well you know stranger things have happened but uh yeah they bought star wars i mean they could buy dc (laughs) we'll see we'll see uh so so let's get down to brass tacks uh miles you have a you have a crossover and i've got a crossover i do uh who Mm -hmm. who's going first uh i think i went first last time with star trek didn't i I think you did. So I'll go first. All right. Let's set the stage. It opens on black. From the power battery of Oa to the crystal mines of the Shi'ar Empire, a tone of dread rings throughout the cosmos. Two forces have struck a deal, and the very universe may not live to tell the tale. Kang the Conqueror, time-traveling genius supervillain, has bowed before the ancient Mobius, the immortal, immoral being also known as the Anti-Monitor. In the minutes, seconds, years, since they joined forces, little is known of their ultimate goal, but they leave behind them nothing but destruction in their wake. Their first victim, the Beyonder and with it his power to create a stage for their vile conflict. Not to be outdone, Mongol steered his war world on a direct course to put down this upstart planet. But to his surprise, he was quickly defeated. Now war world sits in orbit, ready to decimate the newly formed battle world of of Kang's, if Kang's puppeted participants don't play his putrid performance. Kang, using the powers of the Anti-Monitor, has gathered teams of powered people from across not just this universe, but thousands and thousands of others. Heroes, villains, everywhere in between, forced to do battle against each other under the threat of utter annihilation. It's a crisis! War! 
Hey, I actually really like that. I think that concept is honestly better than what we got for uh, <laughs> Marvel vs. DC. It, just because it, you're using you're using uh, assets that make sense. Like, I mean, not that the the brothers didn't, but it just felt kind of kooky. They were and they were cool designs, but fun. they but they were never seen before and were never seen again. And it, and, and and the whole idea behind this is it's not just you know, the Justice League versus the Avengers and, you know, the X-Men versus the Teen Titans or whatever. It's it's because I love multiverses. So in mine, you're not going to have you're going to have things like the Justice Riders versus Marvel 1872. Like you got the two Old West things going against each other. You've got that. That could be super, super fun. You've got Earth three, the evil Justice League versus the Age of Apocalypse X-Men. You've got uh, Marvel, Marvel Earth 8311 versus DC Earth 26. You nerds have already put it together. Yeah, this is this is this is interesting. I mean, yeah, this could be like an ongoing series. Jeez, um, uh, that, that's that's the animal planets uh, for the record. <laughs> that's like Captain Carrot on, on the, the DC side and Spider-Ham versus- on the, the Marvel side. You could also do uh, I can't remember what the the marvel oh it's just marvel apes versus jail ape <laughs> oh yeah i didn't even, i forgot about that uh so so you uh so these are just some of them i also want to i want to pit uh marvel 92131 versus the dcau that is the x-men animated series universe which also i think includes spy the spider-man universe uh, this, the animated spider-man universe um of course i included the mcu versus the dceu just because i think you people are going to want to see that uh, you get 2099 versus beyond and uh, a single page, just one single page of Marvel zombies versus deceased. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so, so I, I, I do not like deceased. I actually don't really like either of them that much. I don't really either, um, but I just thought, I, th- I thought it would be funny for a single page of zombies versus zombies. And they're just uh, all kind of standing around yeah. and not doing much uh, of anything. hundred <laughs> percent. I, I would, per- I would probably also do, uh, the spider from 16 to two versus Gotham by gaslight Batman. See, I was trying to see, I was trying to figure out cause I wanted to put 1602 versus the, uh, like, or order of merlin um uh uh etrigan the elseworlds elseworlds okay, yeah yeah they seemed closer yeah, in they're, time they're, that way that, so so here's here's your issue is you have so many possibilities like how long you how long of a, a thing are you thinking like are you maybe a bunch of one shots to go with a, ma- a major series like how how are you thinking this this goes out so that's a great question i think that this that this is one shot issues for the entire fights we are not doing four fights an issue i i think i like that i think you could do it but i think it would be more interesting at least for and maybe you have like a main a main run of of crisis war which is a dumb title but it's exactly the title that they would name this it's perfect (laughs) Either that or infinite wars. I I also I also called it. What if there was a crisis? <laughs> uh, just because oh, oh, oh. nah, that, that 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 I'd be uh, annoyed. But no, <laughs> I I think the structure would be super cool if you did like a if like maybe six issues and each month you had the main title and then each month also had like six to twelve one shots where you can follow all the battles. Yeah, I think that is a good idea cuz cuz it lets it lets cuz as as we know from Spider-Verse, Multiverse and this is I'm not even talking about the movie cuz I'm talking about the comic before the movie came out cuz the movie was fantastic, maybe the best superhero movie that's ever been made, but the the yeah. Spider-Verse comic was exactly what I wanted. And then you had Multiversity, the the DC sort of multiverse comic. And I loved Multiversity because that one introduced a whole bunch of cool new multiverses that I just I, I loved. And I wanted to include a bunch of those here, but I thought they might be a little too obscure <laughs> to, to really to really tie in. But uh, I mean, you've you've mentioned some obscure stuff. I mean, 
Yeah, but but if I told the Justice you, Riders, <laughs> Justice Riders are well known because because you got uh, 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 Jonah Hex is a part of that. You know, he's a big he's yeah, a known. Jonah Hex, but pe- people know Jonah Hex a little. They don't, I, I would I would venture to say the Justice Riders are a lot more obscure. OK, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll um, give you that. Uh, now, are you are you also talking like the the Elseworlds Justice Riders? Uh, you know, I don't know the difference between the two. I, I, I presume that, yes, the Elseworlds Justice Riders that also feature Jonah Hex because they have shown up. I think I think I know the Justice Riders and Jonah Hex from that particular arc of multiversity. I mean, I know Jonah Hex has been his own gotcha. thing for for a long time. But uh, but like I want to I really, really wanted to include the just. Do you know who the just are? I don't know if I do. They were old, they were featured in multiversity. They are a. They're basically mm. the the children of the Justice League that are like teen magazine, like Us Weekly. Like it's literally. Oh, I do like, remember that. It's yeah, like, it's like they're they're young celebrities. Like uh, and, and it's, and it's, it's, it's all magazine um, covers. It's like and, uh, oh god, what is it? Uh, Wiccan Divine, almost. A little bit, yeah. I could see that comparison. Sure. Uh, but like it's like Damian Wayne, but inst- but he's got like the long leather jacket, and he and 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 uh, and uh, John Kent uh, are like palling around and being buddies, and and but but there's but there's secret uh, uh, intrigue because oh did Lex Luthor's daughter whose name I forgot move into the Batcave? Oh, <laughs> it's like it, it's just all that sort of celebrity yeah, gossip that, send up but uh that's that, super fun now did you do you have a core like do you have a central story i do that you want to follow i do and this i'll be honest this is where this idea started and i i don't know that it's gonna work it might be too goofy but it might be just goofy enough we'll see so okay during all of this story in between these fights you have the core Justice League of the DC world and various powers within the 616 Marvel Universe. I was going to say the Illuminati, but the Illuminati is kind of like, you know, uh, Professor X and Mr. Fantastic and Iron Man and Namor and Black Panther. And, and they're they're working together somehow uh, to to figure out what Kang and the Anti-Monitor really want. Because uh, we know so and they learn that that Kang has convinced the anti-monitor to pit multiverses together to discover something called the perfect resonance. Which Kang has discovered is the key to unlocking whatever power is at the center of the universe, specifically the center of the DC universe, the source wall. The source wall is a concept uh, that that I I I think is so interesting and weird. It's like the key to the multiverse, Uh, and uh, but we also learn that once he has this power, Kang plans to betray the Anti Monitor and seize control of everything because he's Kang, and that's what Kang does. Uh, So. Eventually, and I haven't figured out which matchup is going to to do this. Probably the core six one six versus DC Earth. Is it Earth one or Earth zero right now? I don't remember which which one it is. I uh, can't remember how they. Not Earth Prime is no because Superboy Prime is the bad guy. Uh, can't, I can't remember. It's just, I think it's just Earth. They re, they renamed it recently, and then they renamed it, and I don't know. Uh, so they they eventually do they eventually do uh, get that perfect resonance. And it does crack open the source wall. They break open the source wall to discover the power behind the universe, the multiverses, the power being comic creators. Then all of a sudden you have cameos by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Gail Simone and Denny O'Neill and Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti and Grant Morrison and Scott Snyder. And all of these comic characters or, or comic creators are working together to undo Kang's plans and reset the multiverses of both companies back to normal. You've got teams of Batman organizing teams of spiders. You've got the Thor Corps and the Marvel family making a shocking team up. Maybe some amalgam folks show up. I don't know. Excelsior! I'm, I'm honestly, I'm super into that idea. I think maybe your two kind of unlikely duo of the the ones that can help undo this 
are the two fourth wall breaking characters in Deadpool and Animal Man. So I was going to use uh, 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 Ambush Bug instead of Animal Man, but uh, but because uh, I haven't read any okay. Animal Man. But I would imagine them as the sort of uh, fourth wall breaking um, sideline commentators to the whole thing. <laughs> OK, that could be fun, too. Um, I remember Morrison's Animal Man uh, from I think it's the late, late 80s, early 90s, where it, it kind of went into that fourth wall breaking underskinning. It's a comic book. The cover had like Animal Man being erased by a pencil eraser. Um so that that could be fun. But I, I the actually, idea that actually I'm ambush gonna, bug. I'm going to time out right there. It's going to be Deadpool and Batmite. I thought about Batmite, but because the, they, they do the Batmite Mixelplick stuff pretty frequently. So that could be fun. And I, I can definitely see them both as like wrestling commentators and finding the whole thing hilarious. I also want them to have like on the field commentators like they do. And, you know, like they go down and it's just a different version of Deadpool or a different version of, <laughs> of Ambush You could just have like the, the more wacky characters being the commentators. Have your Harley Quinn and Gwenpool and these characters that are a little bit wackier um not doing Harley, that Harley, i think Harley's that's a very gonna, cool idea harley's gonna lead a team she's gonna do the uh the 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 suicide squad versus the uh not the secret six what were they the uh the 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 thunderbolts <laughs> oh that would be fun that would be fun and i mean that's a matchup i would like to read and and see like how these things happen i'd be really interested to see how how these battles come about because uh, is it like how dc versus marvel did it where they're like in a city somewhere or are they in a coliseum well they're in they're on battle world they, they're on a newly formed battle okay, world okay. using the powers of the beyonder so that and they have and, 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 and for, for for reference battle world is the one that doom made correct it's the one that the beyonder made for secret war That's the one that Doom had, right? Doom had one of them. No, Doom Doom had a whole because that was what was that whole event called? That was actually a really cool event. That See, it was I, Secret War. It, it, it was another Secret War. Was that Secret War three? <laughs> Those, uh, that that event uh, was. So there's been Secret War, Secret Wars two, Secret War that happened at some point by Bendis and Maleev in the early 2000s, and then this one. The most recent and Secret War, this, where Doom was the like Lord of everything, Doom, and Lord it was of everything, and you've got the Carol was, Core and A Force no, and all that stuff. See, so that that whole event was so cool for me because I love multiverses. So they had a whole yeah. They had something that was literally the Thor. Uh, I don't remember if it was the Thor core, but it was basically just it was Thor and all lightning related heroes in the Marvel Universe as if no, they, they were, were Thors. They were. But they were cops. So it was literally like a, yeah. a detective drama. But you'd have Storm walk in with her hammer and you've had Beta Ray Bill walk in with his axe. And, and it was all of that sort of thing. It was a really cool event. Because that's what gave us Dazzler Thor. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Dazzler Thor. Yeah. yeah. Loved her. But again, and, and all of that, I, I have I, I swear all of that came out of the popularity of Spider-Verse because I think Spider-Verse came first. I don't remember anymore. But uh, but yeah, I love I love multiverses. And the thing I love about this, because when you have a character like Kang who has died and been reborn and has had so many different multiverse facets himself, you know that the stakes can be as high as you need them to be. You don't have to check punches. You don't have to have everybody come together at the end, at least when they're on the field. You can, you can, you can kill people if you want. You can, you, can, you can have two teams actually refuse to fight and have War World in, the, in orbit destroy them to prove that you better fight or, not, or, or something bad is going to happen. That, I mean, that would be a lot of fun. I... I like the idea of a a core miniseries that kind of has a through thread, but also the idea of like, yeah, each month you'll have like 12 one shots that you could or couldn't pick up if you want to, just so you can see all the actual battles. Yeah. And that's super fun to me. And at the end, put it all in a chronological omnibus that you can sell for like $150. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so I didn't, I didn't tell you this, uh, Miles. Um, after this, because because after this, I think it's time to talk about yours, because um, I'm excited to hear what you got. Uh, so, of course, Kang 
is defeated and he's lying on what remains of battle world as the 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 universe is saved and as he looks up he sees a pair of dark boots crow crow bar get up now we've got work to do Oh, no. The Batman who laughs, baby. He's going to team up with Kang for Crisis War 2, where we get the dark multiverses in. So wouldn't that be called <laughs> Crisis Metal? <laughs> Metal War Crisis Times. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the, the weird thing is, especially the second one, the the heavy metal and or was it? It dark was Knights dark. Metal? It was Dark Knights. Was the first one. Dark Knight's metal and then heavy metal, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> because the, the second one, the second one is wild. I, you know, I don't think I ever finished it. It it gets into a territory that's not dissimilar from a battle world situation because it's 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 you got multiple Superman fighting and, and all this stuff. It's pretty wild. Um it also feels like absolute nonsense and they've somehow made it like factor into the the current um infinity frontier uh push and i i don't understand that stuff at all yeah i don't i don't love the batman who laughs uh because i think he's overused uh in in comics since he yeah, he was so cool I, I, in, I, in the I, in the first creation and then they tried to use him for yeah. everything and it's just like no this is this guy's it's like the borg on star trek you use him very very lightly and then he give, he has more impact but i figured if anybody is going to team up with kang after this to have a sequel series it's going to be that guy because he's got ties to the whole dark multiverse, which lets you create a whole bunch of dark, evil multiverses for both DC and Marvel. And it'll be a good time. Mm hmm. As long as uh, I, I <laughs> as long as uh, Capaldi does the art. <laughs> yeah, so I would probably say the zombies and deceased for that. No, they need to have the single pay. I, I think it's so funny if the, the zombies are just walking around and nobody's fighting each other because it's all zombies. I just think that's so hilarious. I want to I want a battle of all the 70s hostess commercials. Because oh. they, they used all those heroes. They use DC and Marvel. Like Team Twinkie and Twi Team Cupcake. <laughs> that would be good. Um, Here's here's a tough one for you. <laughs> Uh, the the Looney Tunes uh, superhero group versus yep. <laughs> versus the the Disney Marvel <laughs> crossover group. I'm sure that exists. They've done Disney Star Wars for years. They have to have done Disney Marvel. Um, I don't I mean, outside of that game, was it Disney Infinity? No, but I, I guess because I because there's there's a, a Bugs Bunny Superman, there's a Daffy Duck Batman, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I get and, and and like I think I about, don't think they've done anything. Oh, maybe, maybe they for haven't. Disney. Maybe they haven't. I'm surprised. I know they've at done that. a Jedi Mickey. Well, Jedi Mickey, Stormtrooper Donald, Darth Goofy, those are all things that have existed for years before Star Wars. Disney bought Star before Wars the, before even yeah before the the buyout. Um, I. Yeah, that it's I think they've been weirdly careful of not doing too much crossover with their actual brands. I mean, they haven't really had a Marvel crossover with Star Wars. They uh, haven't done anything with I mean, right now they're they're establishing Alien and Predator. But you've got to imagine because there's been so many Alien and Predator crossovers with heroes that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm just imagining I'm just imagining uh xenomorph daffy with with goofy who's <laughs> gorsh mick you gotta no that's too it's it's oh that's a bad route to go down anyway so that that is mine so, so you, you you recreated marvel versus dc and i i actually i think the the concept is is extremely extremely fun more fun than i think what we got and the possibilities are endless with that one I, I would love to see it happen. I uh, doubt it ever will, but you know, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe we're, uh, 
maybe maybe you know i know i know uh uh that that the the execs at the dc and marvel listen to the show so maybe uh maybe we'll see something maybe kevin feige will be like ah oh, tv series um doubt it but miles i'm excited to see it what can't be worse than what if <laughs> <laughs> miles i am excited to hear what you have put together sure so i did a straight crossover i did a marvel dc crossover um between two characters Ooh. and uh something i either uh envision as maybe an eight issue miniseries to really kind of draw out some of the stuff in it or a singular graphic novel that's comprised of eight cha- uh, issue chapters jubilee um, and tim drake love you know it's funny <laughs> i thought about starting off with a joke of like yes this, <laughs> this is called red sparks and um <laughs> but no uh so i'm gonna give the uh First little like kind of stinger here, and then I will uh, give you the title. <clears throat> oh, and this is also uh, something that uh, is going to play with the, both fandoms. So there, there will be a lot of deep cuts in in this series. But I think, as any good kind of um, uh, <laughs> well, it's part detective uh, stuff would be, you can get a lot of context from these. Uh, uses of of, of, of these references so i'm I'm gonna go ahead and start um dick grayson receives word that the body of jonathan law the secret identity of retired hero tarantula has been found in a new york apartment strange since his friend was presumed dead in an apartment explosion years ago immediately after hearing the news grayson travels to new york to investigate the apartment his friend was found in the scene is clean professionally clean Outside of the blood stain left, uh, the blood stain left by the body, which allegedly was bludgeoned to death. Grayson hears a shift in weight in the shadows. There's only one person who can sneak up on them like that. As he starts to say, as he starts to say, I appreciate the help, but lights out. Grayson wakes up cuffed in a holding cell with a throbbing headache. Richard Grayson, your lawyer's here. He's taken to an interview room. (laughs) He's taken to an interview room where a man with red hair and opaque glasses calmly sits. Before I can defend, who are you? I have my own lawyer. Before I can defend you, Mr. Grayson, I need to know why you broke into a murder man's apartment. My name is Matt Murdock, and I'm the only chance you have. That's right. We are doing Nightwing, Daredevil, A Night in Hell's Kitchen. So... Uh, after this initial meeting, there'll be a back and forth between the two, kind of a tit for tat, little verbal, because uh, they're both pretty witty characters, um, including the reveal that Law was killed with something re- resembling a baton. Uh, Grayson follows back on his backstory uh, where, with the, the Blue Haven po- uh, police and that his Mr. Law was his former neighbor. And seeing as to he thought he died years ago. He came up kind of in a private investigator capacity. This will allow some expository explanation for Marvel folks who may not know Dick Grayson very well, or people who didn't read this era of Nightwing. So Murdoch knows he's not telling the whole truth, but resigns that it's good enough. And so after a lengthy explanation to the police, Dick is more or less released with a slap on the wrist and strongly encouraged to go back to Bloodhaven. So we cut to from there to a cell, a prison cell occupied by Melvin Potter, who used to go by the supervillain named Gladiator. He was an attempted reformed villain with a bad run of luck. He's reading quietly to himself. We, sh- we see a shadow creep behind him and then a blood splatter. We cut again to Potter's murder being on the news as Dick is suiting up and scaling out his hotel window. He has the news. Uh, continuing his earpiece so it can say witnesses at the scene recall seeing some sort of blunt red instrument just as Daredevil's red baton whizzes by Nightwing's face. Uh, Daredevil's perched above, on the roof above him going, I don't know who the hell you think you are or what you're doing in my city. And Dick immediately interrupts, oh no. I grew up listening to the My City Act, pal. You're not intimidating anybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, get some, we get some light sparring, but it'll be framed like a conversation and the writing and art would kind of communicate that. So while Matt can be possessive and hard headed about Hell's Kitchen, 
at, just as Bruce is about Gotham, he's not Bruce. Bruce. So while we get a cool, evenly matched, gorgeously acrobatic staged fight, uh, the police scanner goes off, catches Matt's attention. He knows that he can at least tell from this that Grayson's at least not bad, but he doesn't know what his deal is or how he's involved with this. So he leaps off the building towards trouble and give, leaves the barb to a confused Nightwing. This is far from over, Mr. Grayson. Because Matt knows exactly who he's fighting with all of his extra senses. He knows this is Richard Grayson. This is the guy he saw earlier. Yeah. So there will be an, an, uh, um, a string of murders involving the the supporting cast over the years of both Daredevil and Nightwing. One of the things that I dislike about crossovers is how they kind of feel like they are nothing. You know, they don't have an impact on the character. And I wanted to do take two street level characters, put them back on the street and tell a hard boiled street crime story with these two vigilantes. And I guess so, I got I want to pause you for a second because I see Batman and Daredevil paired together a lot. It happened back in the the DC crossovers, yeah. the DC Marvel crossovers in the 90s. Frank Miller wrote for both Batman and Daredevil, but pairing Daredevil with Nightwing is such an interesting combination because they are very similar fighters. They both use baton based weapons. Like, like how has that not happened? How has that been a comparison that I've never seen anybody make? I always see people make the daredevil Batman comparison, but he's, he's, he's way more nightwing man. That that's a (laughs) good call, dude. Thank you. I was going to have a moment where like, they both kind of recognize, and that's why I'm going to have I would have a moment of like recognition because he's listening to the news thing. He sees the baton. He doesn't know who Daredevil is. So, and we're going with the old school trope of these places somehow exist in the same universe, like they used to back in the old crossovers. Um, like when Spider Man Batman uh, did a crossover, it was I came from New York to Gotham. You yeah, know, Spider Man Superman was the same way. Like, so I, I like the idea of these people not trusting each other like you're gonna you're gonna have your obligatory fight but it's not necessarily oh i've got to take you down it's i don't understand you so you have two crime fighters trying to solve this string of murders and so you're gonna have people like uh tad ryerstad the uh once attempted nightwing n-i-t-e nightwing uh debbie harris (laughs) that nightwing i forgot about that guy yeah uh debbie harris foggy's ex-wife um, and you're going to have a, a number of these things happen until uh, Mila Donovan is saved by Dick from being killed. We kind of get the reveal that these murders are being ca- carried out by both Bullseye and Shrike. Uh, Shrike was kind of the anti-Nightwing in the initial Nightwing run mm. from the 90s that Chuck Dixon and then Devin Grayson did. Um, I, I gotta look, I gotta look that, up Shrike because I don't remember Shrike. Shrike, um, he was a character that kind of had the same kind of background as Dick. He's an orphan. He became, and then he uh, kind of got taken in by this assassin school. And at one point, when in his first years of Robin, Batman sends Dick in to kind of infiltrate it. And the original Shrike gets killed. And he blames Dick Grayson for that. Mm, okay, I'm seeing I'm seeing this now. Yeah. He looks um, he looks a little like Talon. Um a little bit. So you have Bullseye and Talon. Uh, Bullseye and Shrike. And so as the two start talking, because Amelia uh, Donovan was this woman that Daredevil loved. But not, because I'm, I'm sorry, not Talon, the the dude who showed up in the recent Nightwing that was the He's like the 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 guy that was also part of the circus. Um, I, I I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Wait, wasn't it also Talon? Wasn't he also a Talon? No, he wasn't. He was not a like a court of owls Talon. He was something. Oh my gosh, what is, what was this guy? See, well, so I look it up. By by, uh, so Mila Donovan was someone that Daredevil was in love with and through a bunch of weird stuff with Mr. Fear, 
was basically driven insane by Matt's very presence because of the kind of brainwashing that was done to her. So he had to basically get out of her life entirely. Um, but that doesn't mean he doesn't care for her. And so when when Nightwing kind of comes in the nick of time to save her from being murdered by Shrike, they start piecing things together. And when they both start sharing their information, because at this point they've been working kind of separately, crisscrossing a couple of times for a couple issues. But this is the point in the story where they realize both Kingpin and Blockbuster are working together. And they're trying to unravel the only two people that can really take them out of power. Because at this point in time, we're going to be kind of modern. Kingpin is the mayor of New York, and Blockbuster is attempting to control the mayor of New York. So they are both taking power in their cities, and there's only two people that really continually be to be Thor's on their side. And so they are trying to completely unravel their lives and take away all these people that are important to them. Mm. And but that's not the end of it, because, you know, they're still going to have to go through a gauntlet of of different things. Uh, and this is where I kind of had had gotten to like the midpoint. And from there, I'm not sure where I go to get to the end game of the battle rail between uh, Blockbuster, Kingpin, Daredevil and Nightwing. But I, I wanted to actually give a slow burn, like street style detective story with these two from being, you know, pretty antagonistic towards each other to actually being allies and give a reason for that antagonism. And that that is what I really like about your idea. Now, I will say, and this was my struggle in creating mine and it's extending to this, uh, but. But I have extra bits like I'm not I, I know the big the big Marvel comics events, but there's a mm-hmm. ton of Marvel that I just don't know anything about. And when it comes to DC events, there are certain eras that I also don't know a lot about. And you are hitting both of those <laughs> things kind of simultaneously for me. Like I know Blockbuster, but like, I don't know who Tarantula is. I don't know who some of these other characters are. So, Not that that matters because he dies before the beginning of the movie but, or the beginning of the book. But uh, so what what's what I would do is kind of in the frame of a a, a, a pre, almost a, a police procedural kind of thing. You you will find out who these people are through case files or, or memories of these people. Like I, 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 the idea would be that you see the emotional reaction that these characters get, so that it would be written as if you didn't you didn't have to know who they are. Mm. You know. Okay. Um, I'm just doing those as as purely for deep cuts for people who are big fans of both characters. The the uh, to me the the um, story would be written in a way that you know gives proper context and emotional resonance to the characters in the now, but um, it's 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 kind of where I wanted to start was like I, I was trying I was going back and forth on how I was going to put this together and then I was like well what if what if something brings Dick to New York and I was looking up people that either died or were thought to be dead. And so the original Tarantula, because there's a second Tarantula in, in that specific Nightwing series, um, a woman, uh, I think her name is Fiona Tor- Sophia Torres, I think. Uh, I, Sophia I, I have, it, I have it pulled up. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Um, there, uh, there's, there's some, it. some awkward history about Cat- her. But, Catal- uh, Catalina Flores. Catalina Flores. Yes. Um, so, he, the original Tarantula lived in Dick's apartment building. Blockbuster had that building bombed. And it was believed that Jonathan Law never got out. However, apparently his body was never recovered. Like you do if you want to bring a character back later on. <laughs> so it's a thread that's just not been touched on in uh, 17 years. So I figured this would be a cool thing because it, as far as Dick is concerned... His his friend passed years ago, and then all of a sudden his body is discovered in an apartment in New York. So that's what brings him there. And yeah, I I wanted two street level heroes because I was thinking about what I wanted to read as I was reading this month's Batman and how I feel like that title's gotten a little bit out of control. Like I want I want that street level 
Nightwing that that Tom Taylor is telling right now and doing a phenomenal job with it. It feels like a follow up to that specific early 2000s Nightwing that was so good. It, it I haven't read that early 2000s Nightwing, but it definitely does feel like that based on what I have read of that. It's it's really, really good so far. I'm a few issues and, behind. On on the Daredevil side, I kind of want to feel like either Bendis's run or Brubaker's follow up run, which used a lot of these supporting characters that I had never read outside of uh, Natasha Black Widow. But most of these characters I didn't know. And what struck me was that they did such a good job creating context within the story that I felt like I didn't have to go research them. That's that's. I want to take that element from from Daredevil and and put that into this miniseries, um, but one that takes us time and just is something that has a, one a, a major impact on both characters going forward, but also something that's a cool story for both of them to to overcome. It's it's a really really great matchup, and I think that it that would be so cool to see just the two of those. Um, Raptor is the name of the the character. Oh I was right, to think Raptor. Of. I uh, forgot. I, I God, I was reading that. That was um, was it Tom King's run? I whose run was that? Tim Seeley's Kyle run. Higgins. Tim, Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley. I forgot about Raptor. Now, granted, one of the talents was also a member of the the <laughs> the the Haley Circus. Right. But uh, and that that that's what threw me off because there was also a talent that had his own book for a while. Um, there's there's multiple talents. Yeah, yeah, he was like a deprogrammed talent and he used the name as a superhero or something for a little bit. I think it lasted like 12 issues. It was a new 52 thing. Yeah. Um, yes. After coming out of 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 the amazing Zack Snyder. What about not Zack Snyder? Um, Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder. Lord, help me. Uh, <laughs> too many Snyders in D.C. Uh, but yes, dude, that that. Oh, because like I want to I want to create follow ups. I think Raptor would be a good character to follow up with that. Raptor teams up with Electra and they because they're kind of. Yeah, you could use the entire supporting cast at some point in time, because I would imagine Electra gets involved, you know, especially, you know, with some people from Matt's life you know, possibly dying or getting hurt. Of course, at some point, Foggy's probably going to end up in the hospital. Um you know, I the, the problem with Dick is there were some characters that I didn't want to use because I felt like it would have been a little a little much like his former partner in the uh, Bloodhaven Police Department, who was like has a family and a husband, and a kid. And I'm like, I'm not going to murder this wholesome character <laughs> who was, did nothing but support both Dick and I think Nightwing. So I was like, I'm probably not going to murder her. But I was. I also didn't want to involve the rest of the Bat family. You got to take it out of of Gotham. You got to take it out of out of. You right. Know. I, I could see Babs checking on him and him basically like, no, no, I've got this, you know, just like, you know, radio silence. But because he's not going to be like Bruce, Bruce would just turn off his communicator and toss it in the river. And he, he, so he'll he'll communicate with with Babs, but he's like, no, this is something I'm doing. There's someone here I think that can possibly help or something. I, I just I would love to see uh, 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 Dick pull out his his phone or his communicator or whatever secure line of communication he has and just see like 14 unread messages, 22 <laughs> unmissed, uh, 22 missed calls like he's deliberately ignoring these things. See, that's a Batman thing to do. That's not a Dick Grayson thing to do. But I mean, you said that that Batman would throw the communicator in the river and Dick still has the communicator. That's, that's true. He's what, just <laughs> what I think would be a, a very funny moment is if uh, Dick does choose to contact Barbara. And as he's talking to her, Matt keeps interjecting because he can hear the conversation. Oh, that's really good. That's and, really good. Oh, I love that. that. I think that'd be so funny because, you know, because he's like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's right. And Babs is like, he's right. You know, and it's like, <laughs> exactly. I think that would be so funny. That is great. I like that a lot. Oh, man. <laughs> I just I the more I I everyone knows I'm a massive Tim Drake fan, but I, I don't I don't let my Nightwing fandom out as much but i'm a massive massive fan of dick grayson i think he's he's one of the best characters dc's ever made i think 
I, I mean, I do believe that Tim is the best Robin, just, just personal, but I, I think that Dick was the the mold that Robin was created from, and he's the one that everyone tries to at least achieve. But him as Nightwing is one of the best, best DC superheroes ever. He well, there's a reason that he is one of the few like generational heroes that has been allowed to stay a generational hero and consistently has his own book consistently has his own book. He when when Dick Grayson graduated to Nightwing, they're not trying to force him back into the Robin role. They have they ever tried to force him back into the Robin role? I don't know that they no, have. I, I think as soon as he graduated, everyone was trying to force him into the Batman role. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I, you know, it's 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 one of those things where they tried to give. I mean, Jason Todd's a little different. They tried to give Tim his own thing, but even Tim's kind of back into the Robin role again, even though he's not really the same kind of Robin anymore. That I I, I do not understand what is going on with the role of Robin right now because Damien claims. I'm no longer Robin. And then his solo series is called Robin, son of Batman. And I'm like, all right, well, OK. And so I, I I don't know what's going on there. Well, it's, 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 it's because it's because, you know, for for a lot of people that are newer to comics, which is, I will say, a lot of folks that they're trying to attract right now. Mm-hmm. Robin is Batman's sidekick. Tim Drake is no longer Batman's sidekick. Tim Drake is a superhero in his own right. Yeah. He just happens to go by the name. Damien. He just happens to go by the name of Robin. Damien, I would say probably could still be sidekick level, but they're not going to let him be sidekick to Bruce anymore. Cause they did that whole thing. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, I know this is far off the, at the edge, but I'm just going to say it here. Um, DC needs to uh, sack up and age Damien a little bit. Damien has been Ted for far too long. They need that character has constantly been failed by writers who always dial back his age, no matter how much character growth he's had, because he the gets, character has had some amazing growth. The, when he had his solo book years ago, he had so much growth and they just, they just dial it back because people think he's just, uh, I they also I, took his best fan away from him. So yeah, I, I love Damien Wayne. I'm a big Damien Wayne fan. I, I, I I mean, I know we if you if you go on the Cosmic Crate Discord where Drew and I talk all the time, you know, we'll we'll barb each other. But I'm also a big I mean, if you have ever been a Robin, your name is not Jason Todd. I'm usually a big fan of you. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do tend to to emphasize Damien as best Robin to get to get Miles Goat a little bit. Um, you know, but I mean, it's, it's even I'm, I've come around a little bit on Jason Todd. I think they've done some great things with Red Hood, especially recently. Um, and I mean, the Titan series has also helped because that actor is fantastic at being Jason Todd. I, I need to like, yes, I have. I have only seen like the first episode and a half of season three of Titans, but I need to catch up. Uh, but yeah, that dude is really good at Jason Todd. <laughs> but, like, I, I want to see him in something else just to know that he is talented in other ways. But man, that guy yeah. nails Jason Todd. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I. I'm a big fan of all of these, all of these characters, all these Robins. And but Dick, uh, I felt like his stuff always had that kind of gritty crime atmosphere to it, especially being in his own city where he's taking on someone who's very much like the Kingpin. And I I just yeah, his 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 stories have always been very, very good and very different from most Bat family members. And I kind of wish more Bat books would kind of get back to that as opposed to everything having to be the citywide war, Joker war, fear state, all this. I I kind of want a couple back to basics approaches where he's just doing some actual crime fighting. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think the Nightwing book we have right now is the closest that we're getting to that. Oh, the the Nightwing we have, even though it's currently being sucked into that fear state uh, crossover for three issues is absolutely superb it is one of the best books on the stand superhero or not the the writing is spectacular the art is insane some of the the way it's bit the pages have been set up are 
absolutely gorgeous. It reminds me, honestly, of the um, Leonardo Romero's, I think it's, that's his name, or Leonardo, uh, the, the artist who did Kelly Thompson's Hawkeye book mm. and how, how a lot of those pages were set up so artistically and, and, and almost like a, a Wes Anderson map. Well, have, have you seen the, what's coming to that book in December? Which book? To the Nightwing book? Uh-uh. It is literally, and I know we're doing, we're supposed to be doing DC versus Marvel right now. We're just talking about Nightwing. Who cares? Uh, Nightwing's great. Uh, it is, it's, it's a book that each frame is continuous. So that if I you were see that. so that if you were to, to disassemble the book, you could align it in one big gigantic art piece, which would be I really cool. That. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a big piece. But that's yeah, I did I did read that, and I think that is so awesome. And and but that is the caliber of work that artist has been doing for this book. It has been a a perfect superhero book. It gives me hints of I remember when they initially introduced um, Batwoman into the the modern mix and um was it jh williams the third or whatever uh was doing these amazing pieces where like the page was like folded out like a bat and each piece of the bat was a different panel of a fight or something or it was all in a, a bang and so that nightwing book has just been spectacular plus there's great bat family banter uh dick grayson gets a puppy so you know, there's not, something for everybody. <laughs> the puppy is not named Bitewing, which makes me very sad. Uh, but it depends it depends on what character you ask. <laughs> uh, but I I like this Nightwing book for pure Nightwing as much as I liked the book when it was Grayson when he was the superhero for being the opposite of Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they do some really interesting stuff with him that is is really good but let's let's pare it back down yes back to the world <laughs> away from nightwing specifically to dc marvel crossovers because yeah. i honestly miles not to pat ourselves on the back a little too much but i think we've come up with some cool ideas oh yeah i have i have again i had a blast doing this i i did have a minor panic attack when i couldn't figure out what i wanted to do um yesterday <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm really happy with with what we came up. I think we came up with cool, very different flavors. And I like that. I, I was worried that we were both going to come up with back crossovers. And I was I, like, I, was, I mean, I, I knew was, it would be fun. But at the same time, I was like, oh, for both back crossovers. <laughs> here's the deal, man. I was. I know so much about Batman more than maybe any other comic character. Uh, definitely more than any other comic character. Uh, maybe Spider-Man is a second, but even then I think it's a distant second. And I know a lot about Spider-Man, but it was real close to being into the bat verse for me. And I realized that that was happening. And so I dialed that back as much as I possibly could. Into the bat verse would have been awesome because it's DC versus Marvel. If you just use the, uh, the inheritors, you've got yourself a stew. But, uh, <laughs> Batverse versus Spiderverse. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean I it's so funny because I I I first actively avoided doing a bat book. So I, I was I was 90% sure that you were gonna do a bat book. And and then I mean when I talked to you about two hours before we Surprise, started recording. I surprised you, didn't I? <laughs> you did. You said, Oh yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about some matchups. I was like, okay, I don't think he's doing what I thought he was doing. Um, Because I was kind of curious what Marvel character you were a team Batman up with. (laughs) All of them Um, versus all of them. (laughs) I opted not to make a joke about doing, yeah, the Jubilee Tim Drake story of my dreams. Um, (laughs) You got you let me have that joke and I appreciate it. I did. I did let you have that joke. Also, between that time, they've they've uh, fleshed out Stephanie Brown's story so seeing jubilee and robin romantically involved isn't as strong of a thing for me anymore um and look they they broke off 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 page not that long ago yeah i mean i i i tried to commission an artist once over a comic con to do that but he just ended up not having enough time and gave my money back um, yeah, you told that story a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I probably did. I do have an actual original page from Tom Grummet, the artist who drew Tim Drake for about 30 issues and also drew the death of Superman. Nice. 
Yeah, so I was pretty excited about that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really happy with our our DC versus Marvel crossovers. I have fun doing this. I like. We need to do not pitches more often, but I look forward to the next time we do it. I think yeah, once uh, twice a year is probably a good a good even point to do it. Like I said, especially. If- if we had uh, if we had infinite topics to talk about, which I guess we kind of do in a weird way, we kind of do, but, but, but I, I like it, keeping it special. Yes, it's so much fun to do these things. And because uh, because we rack our brains for this stuff, it's like I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, what am I going to do? I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it's just it's so it's so satisfying when you have that click moment that something really comes together. At least I think it comes together. We might get thousands of emails about how you're not actively writing it (laughs) (laughs) yeah we might get thousands of emails about why it's the worst crossover idea ever but you know send them in the more united gmail.com i'd love to read them i i don't care if anyone thinks mine's the worst i think it's great (laughs) no i've had a star trek podcast ask me to like make my (laughs) echo thing because i pitched it to them and they were like oh man that's really cool yeah Um, well he didn't he, he didn't hear my my pitch no, you should you should tell absolutely uh well, this this author conversation. Um <laughs> yeah, the, po- the the Star Trek podcast that I was invited to be on conveniently when I'm out of town. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh no, okay. that's that's just t- terrible timing. I, I told you this happened to me three times. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, we need to have him on sometime as well. Yeah, we should. But anyway, more, this is more off air banter. So, um, uh, so, so Miles, so Miles, <laughs> since we are again, I am gone next week, so we are not doing a show next week. But Miles, after yes. next week, mm-hmm. at the end of next week, next Friday, in fact, is the first of a particular month that I know you are. For some reason, <laughs> a fan of. So I leave it to you to talk about what's coming next month on The More You Nerd. So uh, last year, we had a really great response to our Trunk Trunk or Treat episodes. And I honestly had a lot of fun doing them because, one, they were fun, but Drew also had a lot of fun. Uh, I know that Drew is not a big horror person, so it... Nope isn't fun for him for me to just drag him through a bunch of like, Oh, this movie's scary. This movie's scary. This movie it's, it, it won't be fun. So we are going to skew a little older. Um, last year was mostly Y seven. We're going to stay a little bit above that. And maybe up to the preteen, uh, this year, we might get into some early teen stuff. Um, but we're going to stay in that sweet spot tween uh, area this time. Um, and, and we are talking and, specifically, I should say, about the actual ratings and not the movies that those that particular age range would sneak watching so that their parents didn't find out. Correct. Um, I have one possible ending movie that might be PG-13 <gasps> and a little bit on the scarier side. <gasps> but we're going to start off. Uh, hopefully with a special ghost in October that will be very on theme. But we're actually going to look at a very, very uh, this week new uh, Netflix original movie called Nightbooks. Uh, this one's going to be starring uh, Kristen Ritter as a witch who has trapped a lonely boy in her I think, home to tell her scary stories. And it looks it looks really fantastic. I love Kristen Ritter, obviously. And it seems like it's going to be a movie that straddles that line that I would put like above Disney, maybe around the old school or your really dark kind of tone. And that's kind of what I'm always looking for for a lot of the, a lot of the kids horror is but somewhere between are you afraid of the dark and monster squad <laughs> <laughs> well that is that night books on Netflix you said miles Netflix 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 original this this kind of service I don't know if anybody's ever talked about it Netflix uh, so that is what we're doing in two 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 weeks uh, in the meantime if you would like to reach out to us tell us what you think about our Marvel DC crossovers, our DC versus Marvel 
fight em ups and mix matches and all of that uh the more you nerd at gmail.com is our email address that's the more you nerd at gmail.com you can tweet to us at the more you nerd you can go to facebook.com slash the more you nerd and of course you can find us at the more you nerd dot threadless.com the more you nerd dot threadless.com for some dope dope swag now miles so until next time <laughs> we are gonna end this show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd. out, out.